And now, another cup of... The London Fog. And we're going! Welcome! Welcome! This is the London Fog. Yeah. I am your host. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's way too official and a... Um, not true. Yes, I am Leah. And I'm Kate. And this is the London Fog. We're super excited. We're back. Leah brought me cookies. Hence why I'm super excited because now I'm pumped full of sugar. Meaning about... We needed energy. Halfway through this episode, I'm going to (laughs) crash. No, never. Anyway, we're back again to talk about all of our Britishy loves. Yes. So, um, today is another kind of royally episode because a lot of royal stuff happened this week. I know. Well, I feel like the springtime... Yeah, the weather is, like is always better, so they make a lot more appearances for like royal events, which everybody knows is my favorite time of year. It's true. Just the royals coming out left and right. Mm-hmm. What did they wear? Where were they going? Was it amazing? What is the new gossip? So here we are to talk about more of that. So we'll start at the beginning of the week. Yes, which was Sunday, which was Father's Day. So, I did not know that the UK and the US had the same Father's Day. Okay, Um, I didn't know that Because they don't have the same Mother's Day. Uh, Oh, they don't? No, and it's funny. I mean, I feel like it's funny the things that countries share. Like, Taiwan and the US have the same Mother's Day, but not the same Father's Day. Like, I don't know. So, so anyway, um, yeah, they... Uh, it was Father's Day. So first, um, Kate, or I mean, Megan, I, I'm going to just say Megan posted it on yeah. her Instagram. She's in charge of their Instagram. Posted, like, the first picture of baby Archie's face for Father's Day with Harry's gigantic hands. Like, are his I hands know. really that gigantic or is the baby that small? I, I can't tell, but I thought the exact <laughs> same thing. I was all like, he's so tiny. Yeah, so that was weird. Um, but then after that, um, the Cambridges, them, I don't believe that either of them are actually running the Instagram. I can kind of believe Megan's running Harry. Like well, theirs. and there's been but a lot of speculation about that because a lot of the terms are American. Are American. So like instead of like their first couple of months being married and we say fall a lot for our season where in the UK they don't really say fall it's autumn Mm -hmm. and a lot of the spellings like drop the extra e at the end or the u out of words and so they're spelt the American way instead of British so I think she is or at least she's got someone that's American on her team running it you know yeah um but I like to fantasize that it's Megan's Sweet, nimble thumbs coming at us. (laughs) So she posted that sweet one, and then the Cambridges posted a sweet post. There were just, like, so many. Like, Eugenie posted a photo from her wedding with her dad. And I, you know, I've never been a fan of him, but I kind of am now that I, because I like his daughters. (laughs) They're cute. They're definitely too... They definitely make the status, and dare I say, like, the crazy of the family seem less crazy because they just seem legitimate the girls next kind of I don't want to say the girls next door obviously they're royals but they have their own nice spin on it and maybe it's because they're relatively the same age as Will and Harry Mm -hmm. but they're kind of female counterparts they have a bit more personality that shows outward where I feel like guys 
inter- you know, are kind of a little bit yeah, more like internal. in general, men don't as express. much. Express. And especially <laughs> these royal. But yeah. I mean, part of that's because they're not in line for the throne, so. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm about to cough, I think. <laughs> <coughs> Leah sorry, is sorry. pregnant, as we have mentioned. So Which I get is... to use it as my excuse, as I think I've also mentioned. It leads to all sorts of weird things. And so like this cough. she's got just this random pregnancy cough, mm-hmm. but I forced her to make a recording anyway. I know, she's so mean. I know, but... task driver. <laughs> yeah. The people need to hear the news. We have royal things. We have baby Archie. You're about to have a baby. Who's and it's going to be a totally girl. going to marry Archie. Or See? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just grow. They'll grow age by age. We'll have a succession of, of pictures. And then they I mean, will meet I wonder, one day. You know, people would probably believe that I planned it. Because I feel like I got pregnant shortly after Harry and Meghan oh, yeah, announced maybe. their pregnancy. I just knew. You I just was, knew. It was, was like, yes. inherent. Mm-hmm. Both trying at the same time. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back that. to it. <laughs> We're on Sunday, Father's Day. Yes. So, yeah. So, that happened. Super sweet. Um, excuse me. The So, other than that, the, the next thing to happen this week. Tell me. Was the... Royal Order of the Garter. It was Garter mm-hmm. Day. Nice. So, explain to me just, what Garter Day is now. I know what the Royal Order of the Garter is. Well, I think it has the same traditions so, as it does of the past, but I don't know what that means for now. You know our beloved King Arthur that we kept talking about? Oh, King Arthur. <laughs> so, back in the day, in medieval times, King Edward III... Okay was really into King Arthur. He was inspired of it and and like the Knights of the Round Table. So he established the Order of the Garter because he wanted to have like right. his own kind of Knights of the Round Table. So what it is now is um, it's the most senior order of chivalry in Britain. So it's Knights. They can be male or female. Um, it's the way it is now is there, I don't know how it was then, but they're chosen for like recognition of public service. So, um, the, the queen is the only one who can like bring someone into the order. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. So they're, yeah. So they're chosen personally by the queen. Um, and so if you go to Windsor Castle, have you been there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might remember there's in that one room, which I don't remember which room it is, but there's a room where it has like um, the like arms of everyone who's been part mm-hmm. of the Order of the Garter. So there, so the or, so what it has is it has the Queen, senior members of the royal family, and then twenty four knights, and so. Um, these are people who've like served her or That's contributed. Amazing. And so, um, and so then, like when you're um, when you pass away, they like leave your like uh, plate up as a memorial, so that you can. Uh, so that's yeah. why there's that room where you see everyone. So um, so yeah. So the the men are called knights, the women are called lady, but it's yeah, it's all knights. Um, some some former. Famous ones are Winston Churchill. Okay. Um, but so 
Garter Day is the day when the queen and all of her knights wear their traditional velvet robes, which are awesome. I don't know. So William was made one, I don't know, a few years ago. He looks great in his robes. Really? It's, it's really fun. Are we talking like wizarding robes? Yeah. Like oh. It's really fun to see the velvet are robes. They, they're, but they're red, right? Like I the old ones? Like a deep. Wait, let, let me let me look Maybe this not. Up. I thought they were like a deep purple. Oh, okay. But maybe I'm mistaken. Um, yeah, so they're yeah, it's like a um like I a guess deep royal ro blue. Royal oh, okay. purple. Royal Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Makes sense. So in every June they have a procession. Oh, so it's yeah, so it's your velvet robes, you have your insignia, and then you have plumed hats. And it's like the most traditional, one of the most traditional ceremonies that the queen does all year. So they, they have the procession of knights at Windsor Castle. So this is the time when any new, um, like new members of the order will be like officially invested on this day. Um, Were there new ones this year? Is it anyone so we know? Year... Is Adele, did she make it to be a knight at the order? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No. You can't just be famous. You okay. have to like do something amazing. So right. not like and like a patriot of your yeah, of yeah. British so culture. Yeah, yeah. So not just like cuz I mean like like there's like Judy Dench is like a dame or whatever. Oh, like you get dame. made there's like other lower yes, orders yes, yes. you can be part of. But. Well, and I know that you can become a lady, like a late wait, a lady companion of the order, which it's almost like just a like famous ladies almost can be come that. You can be a, a lady of the garter but also just a lady companion. I'm not really sure what the difference is, but I know the the second is lesser. Yeah, yeah. So who are the new people? So the new people this year, it was really cool because so there's the stranger knights and ladies companion. So that's when the queen um, feels that a different sovereign has like benefited the UK okay. enough to deserve it. Is somebody that doesn't have to be British? Yeah, so okay. so but has to be a monarch like the ruler yeah. of. So in the last so I guess the last 2 years it was King Willem Alexander of the Netherlands okay. and K King Philippe of Spain. Um, so they were in 2017, 2018, but the thing, reason this year was really awesome is because, um, whatever, I don't know what happened because, you know, you can like, you, you get, you get it, mm -hmm. but you have to be invested at this ceremony. So they couldn't make it to the last few ceremonies, but yeah. they were both at this ceremony. Yeah, so at so this cool. ceremony, it was like both of them, like, Queen Marguerite of Denmark had, had been made it like back in the 70s. So she yeah. was there. So there's just like a lot of different royalty there this year, which was awesome. So amazing. So yeah, so yeah, there's a procession, everyone's installed. Um, you can send an application <laughs> to Garter Day at royal.uk. Oh my gosh. Between January 1st and March 1st of each year. Okay. To request tickets. So there's a limited number of tickets. So I don't know how hard it is to get, yeah. but you know, if anyone's planning on being in the UK in June, remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and like make that happen for yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh -huh. that happened on Monday. I just have to tell you, everybody looked 
fantastic. I mean, so... so How did I not know about this? That this was still happening? Ah, so cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's so awesome. So... Kate was there and Camilla because they were watching the parade, obviously, or the procession. I guess I shouldn't call it a parade. The procession um, because their husbands are members. Um, yeah. And everybody looked so good. Like, I just can't even handle it. Like, because it was, it was like, so Kate, Camilla, the queen of the Netherlands, the queen of Spain because their husbands yeah. were getting invested. And they were just, like, all hanging out, being all royal together. I don't know. Being so stunning, wearing their designer labels. And mm-hmm. It was... Just looking like elegance themselves. Well, okay, so I may have done just a wee bit of Google snooping <coughs> while we've been sitting here. Mm-hmm. And my snooping discovered that, yes, the Duke of Cambridge, our dear friend Will, has been made mm-hmm. a royal knight of the garter but interesting note it says that he became the 1000th knight exactly to be to be invested into the garter which i thought was cool since it's inaugural start year of like the 1300s right yeah i yeah something around there i remember hearing that when he was made i kind of feel like maybe the queen did that on purpose or something because that's pretty cool (laughs) amazing ah that's so cool. I love that it's also, you know how as things get later and later into time, everybody feels that they deserve to be a part of it. And so mm-hmm. they start making the numbers bigger. Like, okay, well, it's always been 25, but now we'll make it 30. And now we'll make it 35. Okay, now really it'll stop at 50. But they have kept this thing. It's yeah. I, Right now there's, <clears throat> sorry, there are 23 official knights and ladies lady companions of the garter um with and it even lists like so there's two vacant spots they don't consider like there only one i thought it was supposed to be 24 oh 24 there's one vacant spot i guess they they don't really consider the queen she's like the 25th Mm -hmm. so i guess they don't really count her so yeah there's one vacant spot so that's kind of cool yeah, it's like you have to actually earn it. She's not just gonna appoint someone because we have a spot, right? That's <laughs> amazing. I love it. It's so, so exciting. Uh, yeah. So that gets us now to Tuesday, which was the first day of the, the royal, royal ascot. ascot. Uh-huh. Yay! We just, told you guys this is a very royal week. I know. We just couldn't help ourselves. We had actually another episode in mind. Well, I think we told. I think we told them we were going to talk about some royal pets. Mm-hmm. And then when we were researching it, I was like, oh, well, Elizabeth's like so into horses. Yeah. And then somehow talking about that, we realized, oh, yeah, it's the royal ascot. Yeah. Like, let's just talk about that. <laughs> and I think it was almost one of the things that when we started this podcast, which we are almost to our one year anniversary, so that is in the works. We'll have a special episode for mm-hmm. that. But. That was one of the things on my mind being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I hope that Lee and I actually make it a year because I get to talk about the Royal Ascot. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then it like came and I was all like, I think because I was so focused because we started the po- uh, the podcast in July that obviously we were going to talk about it in July. I don't know why. Yeah, because I remember when we started thinking like, oh, we're so stupid. Like we should have started this earlier if only we thought of it because of the Trooping of the Color and the Royal Ascot. So yeah. So amazing. So, so yes, Royal Ascot. So, 
I can I talk about what that is first? Yes. Uh, so the royal ascot. I mean, no. no. You have to ask my permission. No, <laughs> you have to wait your turn. Uh, Leah's going to share with us some stuff about, I think, the queen's horses. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the amazing royals that were there. So the uh, ascot r- race course, the thing, the kind of the coolest thing I think that I learned was the fact that we keep saying it's ascot, right? But they pronounce it ascot. Hmm. Um, We're so stupid. Uh, right? <laughs> but, I mean, verbatim, I looked on a multiple multiple sites, and usually within the first paragraph or two, it'll say, ask it, pronounced ask it, often incorrectly pronounced ascot. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, uh, it is a race course that's in Ascot, Berkshire. Um, Berkshire? Oh. Berkshire, I think. Uh, England. Hence why it's called why it should be Ascot because the city itself or the region is called not Ascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is used for breeding thoroughbred horses and, of course, racing them. It hosts 13 of Britain's 36 annual horse races. And it has great connections and ties with the British royal family uh, because it is in Windsor Castle's backyard. It's uh, under 10 kilometers, so in, I don't know, that's like six-ish miles in our terms. So, usually the Ascot, Ascot, as, <laughs> Ascot, whatever, they're going to have to get over it. I'm going to call it Ascot and just be ignorant. Um, has 26 days of racing over the year. So, its history is pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. The race course was first founded in 1711 by Queen Anne. And the first race was called Her Majesty's Plate and had a purse or a prize of 100 guineas. And it was held on August 11th of 1711. Only seven horses competed at that time and they ran them in heats as they do now. And that's kind of the beginning of where it all started. Now, as time has gone along, so because it was founded by Queen Anne, the funds were provided by the monarch and the royal family. Mm-hmm. So, in 1813, a little over, uh, nearly 100 years later, it became recognized as property of England. And Parliament passed an act to ensure the grounds would forever remain a public race course. So then towards the end of the century, that's when they got like a grandstand because it was more and more popular. And pretty much this kind of stayed untouched until just a handful of years ago when they went through and renovated it. Uh, Parliament in 1913 established the Ascot Authority, which is still the authority that manages the race course today. And from its creation until 1945, the only racing that took place at Ascot was the Royal Meeting, a four-day event. So that is what we're talking about now, is about the Royal Meeting, or now as it's been called, the Royal Ascot. So pretty much everybody gets together and they look fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Ascot, the Royal Meeting... uh, Dates back to around 1911, 
when the week of races, I'm sorry, when the week of races in the third week of June became a royal week. Obviously, we're talking royal week. Mm-hmm. Every year, Royal Ascot has been attended by Elizabeth and the royal families, um, such as, and oh, such as the Prince of Wales, but also a handful of other monarchs because it's become kind of the British social scene. So they like to invite all of their friends from other countries and all of the other dukes and duchesses and marquises and what what's the female term of that? Mer mer mer. If you have a marquee, <laughs> do you know the the female term of marquee? No. Marinus. <laughs> I know you can see it. I can read it. I can read it, but I don't think I can pronounce it. A romance novel. I would just skim over what it really says. Oh, but do you know the only day that the queen has missed it? Wait, I do know this. Hold on. Yes, because it was only here recently. No. They. How about this? I know that they closed it. To do their renovations, so they mm-hmm. missed a year. That's not what I'm talking about. The when it was open and going, and the only day the queen missed it. What do you think the queen, who is obsessed with with horses, would be willing to miss it for? Her corgis were sick. No, it was her coronation in 1953. Oh, <laughs> so which I was like, who scheduled it to be during that same week? But it's kind of like the garter week and stuff. Yeah, well, so that's maybe... what they, everybody says that it's called Royal Week, that it's supposed to be all of these big things going on, so they put this race right in the middle of it to yeah, so make sure... so that's the only time the queen has missed it. That you're exhausted. For her own coronation. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Seems fair. So they have had thousands and thousands and thousands of people have come, I dare say millions probably, over the years. Uh, they... Name the races all different names, and they're it's usually called a stake. And there's a couple of different types. They usually have one in Queen Anne's name because she's the founder. They have one usually about some former king, the Gold Cup, and a whole other just fun ones. So there's Coventry Stakes, King Stan, St. James, Royal Hunt, uh, Prince of Wales, Britannia. Uh, they had the diamond, uh, the diamond jubilee back in 2012, when it was well, Queen Elizabeth II's diamond jubilee, <laughs> and uh, they've created a whole bunch of different ones like the Commonwealth Cup and the Buckingham Palace Stakes. So total prizes. So obviously it's a horse race. Yes, mm-hmm. there's money involved. It's like where the ritzy people all go and gamble as well, and everybody gets to show off. So over the five day course, and this is numbers back from 2016, there is close to six and a half over six and a half million pounds that is gambled during a four day uh, stint of of horse racing. So, obviously, the racers or the jockeys get a portion of that. But usually they say it's simple bets between people in the stands. So much to the fact that the royals are instructed that they cannot visually be seeing, like, placing bets. But everybody knows that they do it. But most people around, you'll just bet on, like, that heat right there. People will sit and 
bet on the heat. Maybe it's like a 10 pound note and then you just pass it to your buddy. So I guess money is always moving around during this. So one of the biggest bets is unrelated to horses every year. And it's what color hat the queen will wear. I'm into it. So this year... Everybody was sure she was going to wear pink. It was, like, the number one, like, stake was, like, that the queen was going to wear a pink hat. But she wore blue. She... People lost a lot of money. <laughs> she but sometimes so I wonder, good. like... I mean, obviously, she plans her outfits way in advance. But also, they, like, start the, like... Like, the bookies are taking bets way in advance. Like, I wonder if she sees that. It's like, I'm going to mess with these people. Right. <laughs> so there's been a lot of renovations to the... Uh, stand in the complex uh, a lot of people complained about it when it was first redone it was closed a year so they did not have racing um one year but other than that it's been pretty well it's always highly attended and it is people have used it in films a lot of the time because it's just so um iconic mm-hmm. so the race course scene in My Fair Lady is based on her going to the Royal Ascot. Mm. It's been in a couple of Bond movies and uh, a handful of other movies through time. So that's a little bit of history about the Royal Ascot. But I want to hear about the horsies. Horses, so horses, horses. the queen, Queen Elizabeth, is super, super, super into horses. Um, apparently she started riding when she was four was when she was given her first pony which is like equestrian courses yeah so i guess so her father um was also very into horses and so she inherited all of his horse breeding and racing stocks so she actually she has her own bred stock of horses that race um her colors or silks i guess is what it's called in racing are Purple with a scarlet jacket with gold braiding. So if you see a jockey wearing that, that's like her thing. Riding the um, queen's horse, yeah. Her horses have won like almost 2,000 different races. Um, but since we're talking about the Royal Ascot, um, uh, whatever, I can't say it the right way. Ascot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I Give it up. It's Ascot in so our minds. the first time she had a victory there was her horse named Choir Boy. He won the <laughs> Royal Hunt Cup in 1953. So hopefully it wasn't the day that she missed for her coronation <laughs> the same year. Um, which is like kind bom, of fitting. Bom. It's like, I became queen and my horse won. Right. Um, and then most recent time she won was like a, four years ago, I think, when her ha- horse Dartmouth won the Hardwood Stakes. So she's had 23 winners at this event um this year she has two horses elector and seniority and they are racing this year um so i guess we'll see if they win today was what day two day three three three. yeah so there's two more days to see if they win um and yeah so she so she has john warren is her bloodstock and racing advisor and he helps her with all of her like breeding whatever um Breeding horses seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> like, like to know all their bloodlines and everything. People say that the only, or not the only paper, but like one of the papers that the queen reads when she wakes up in the morning, I can't remember what it's called, is like 
a horse racing like daily news thing. So she is really she's into it, really into it. Um, so when she goes, that you know they have the royal procession um, in the morning, and so the queen and everyone who comes that day like process I don't know and then they stay in the royal enclosure to watch it um but I guess she's like really into it like you know how you said that you know it's kind of like a social event or whatever yeah not for her (laughs) she's like actually watching these races and like very into it um she's probably one making bets (laughs) yeah I'm sure she is um but for me personally I mean, I'm just more into the fashion. The only... So, it's... It's so good. Yeah. I think the only one of her, like, children slash grandchildren who's into horses, obviously, is Zara. Because she Mm -hmm. won something at the Olympics with horses. Um, But, yeah. So, but everybody goes on the first day, especially. Um, Yeah. I think that the people who aren't actually interested in horses of the royals don't necessarily go all five days, but the queen does. And everybody, like, major goes the first day for the royal procession. Um, So, yeah, but let's talk about their clothes. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, actually, I have a few, a few, one funny thing. Yes, please. So I'll take it. Since we just mentioned Zara, have you watched any videos from the royal ascot this year? I've watched a couple. So... Did you see... Zara's husband's name is Mike. Mm-hmm. Did you see him greeting the queen? No. Okay. It's really funny. I missed this. Because... Okay. So... So... Backtrack a little bit of, like, the dress code, right? So, yes. the dress code for... Um, the royal enclosure has the strictest dress code, and then each enclosure has their own dress code. So, in the royal enclosure, men have to wear a black or gray morning dress... Along with a plain black or gray top hat. So Mike is there. He's wearing a black top hat. They're all greeting the queen. He goes up. He takes off his hat to reveal a miniature top hat inside. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, if you watch the video, the queen is, like, laughing. Yeah. And then Sophie's next to her laughing. And then Beatrice is kind of like, did he just do that? (laughs) But I guess... Later, it came out that, like, at the event, they were giving away, like, mini top hats filled with chocolate. Oh. And so he wanted to, like, save it for his daughter, but he didn't know where to put it. So he just put it on his head underneath his full-size top hat. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> so, That's anyway. So funny. I thought that was pretty hilarious. That's a story from this year. But then also about the dress code, I want to tell you my theory. Okay, I'm ready. So for women... It's their hemline has to be just above the knee or lower, and the straps on dresses or tops have to be at least one inch wide. Mm-hmm. Hats are mandatory, and it has to have at least a four inch base, so you can't just have a fascinator. Now, a rule was changed last year about the women's dress code, and this is my theory. I don't know if you remember the trooping of the color last year, but Megan went mm-hmm. with Harry. And they were newly married. It was, like, their first event after they got married. Right. And she was wearing, like, an off-the-shoulder bardo neckline. Yeah. And everybody was like, is she allowed to do that? And I was thinking that, too. I was like, never. I mean, never like, seen in, it. The, in the 80s, Diana would do it sometimes. Yeah. But, like, but oh, not Diana. not at, like, the trooping of the color. You yeah. You know, like, it would be at, like, 
a night out. Like, at a night out, you can do that. Yeah. Because I guess, I guess Kate has done it at, like, a night out, but not an official ceremonial event. So, Tribune Color happens about a week before Royal Ascot. Last year, Royal Ascot changed the dress code for women so that bardo necklines are no longer allowed. Oh, shoot! I kind of think it was because maybe the queen or somebody was like, she should not have done that. And, like... Yeah, yeah, And they changed the rule for her because she's the only royal person who's ever, like... Shown up. Yeah. Like, at a royal (laughs) event, not in dress code. Well, she didn't... I'm sure she was, like, still learning, like, the troop, you know, what what your role is and learning the rules. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I was like, did they change that rule for her? Because it happened, like, the next week, But I find that the royals, like, this is such... I mean, it's royal week. They want to be seen obviously but it's like they want to be seen in their way and new news that they weren't prepared for is never what they want so i pre- they probably went into it being like they're gonna want pictures of this they want to know the color of the hat they're excited to see who could become a new knight of the the garter is there anybody new what's happening and then all of a sudden all the news is about oh my gosh can megan be wearing that kind of a neckline you know like yeah. and they probably went Okay, so no more of that. You can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want this to be the news. So, yeah, that was something kind of funny from last year. The hats this year were amazing. And I don't know why, but Kitty Spencer is just killing it year after year. Um, She looked amazing. Hers, though, to me, it was on that fascinator I line. Mean, it kind of I looked like a why. white bean. It's because she's a professional model and all of Right, the, and she just knows <laughs> how to get... All the designers work with her. <laughs> knows how to dress. But she has, like, that, like, a little white bean almost on her head with, like, the black, like, shooting off. She looked great. But the color seemed to be... It's like the royal notice went out, and they're all, like, all shades of blue was kind of... The well, biggest hit, I but think. But not really. Like, this is what was sad, I feel like, is... So, the Queen, mm-hmm. Kate, mm-hmm. Beatrice, Zara. Yeah. Their dresses all were basically the same shade of blue. Yeah. And then it's like, Eugenie didn't get the memo and wore, like, a kind of teal dress. <laughs> and I was like, oh... I mean, I guess Camilla wasn't matching them, but I kind of feel like the rest of them all, it was like almost the same shade. Right. And then Eugenie was like, come on, you should have gone a little bit paler. You Could know? have somebody, <laughs> I didn't get the email, didn't somebody forward it to me? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Camilla looked beautiful in a, a pale pink, which I think at, is actually the last couple of years, I think one of my favorite like outfits from her, really. She's been wearing a lot of pink lately. It yeah. looks nice. And it's a, I think she's finally kind of grown into that's her color. Mm-hmm. But the queen's hat, we have to talk about the queen's hat because, well, it's the queen. Well, and that's what people bet on. <laughs> I knew. She had, well, she's, we're talking about day one, right? Yeah. The first big day. Well, because obviously. day one's the only day that all these people were there. Right. Like, I mean, I know the queen was there on day two, but whatever. Hers is beautiful because it has, like, that nice crimping. I would turn it and show you my my computer, but I'm afraid it'll unplug the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> has, like, this beautiful, like, um, I'm really bad with fashion terms, but kind of, like, crimping or plaits in, like, the fabric. And then she had all these very wispy feathers that came up and then an accent of yellow on her hat that matched the embroidery across the collar of her dress. Mm -hmm. 
and it was like a nice pale blue gray it really looked good on her she looked amazing but oh my gosh let's just bring it up you already texted me the picture and i like melted at kate oh my gosh so um yeah because uh so actually it's interesting so she's wearing i don't know how to say it but the designer is named like Ely Saab. I like it. Anyways, she's very famous. She Her style is very similar to Kate's. Kate's never worn her before. And so a lot of people have been like, oh my gosh, like why isn't Kate wearing her? Like, all of the you know? time. So this is an interesting outfit because it's, first of all, it's not a dress. It's separates. Which oh, she is always it? wears a dress. So I didn't know it looks like a dress. Yeah, she very rarely wears separates. So I liked I liked that. Um, and then she had it so, like, the original um, blouse was short-sleeved, so she had it custom, like, long sleeve lengthen, and then the original skirt was actually very sheer, so she okay. had it lined so that it, you know, it's it appropriate. It is so but stunning. But it is so beautiful. I like it because it's, like, I don't know. I wouldn't wear it, like, to any... <laughs> well, it just kind of seems like it's, like, perfect for this event. Like, it, yeah. it, it might be a bit much for something else, but it's just, like modern but old-fashioned enough to be like for this (laughs) so we will describe (coughs) for you what it looks like we'll Um, post a picture on the instagram we'll definitely post a picture because i think it is i but for me it's one of the most stunning things i think i've seen kate in in years it is a beautiful cinderella like blue she has a hat that slightly reminds me well it's at that perfect jaunty angle and it kind of reminded me a little bit of mary poppins (laughs) It's, it's similar to the hat she wore for the Trippie of the Color. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. obviously different color. It has a big blue bloom underneath her, like, left ear. It's so pretty. and But it's really delicate. It has a lot of sheer material on the sleeves. But then there is beautiful, probably handmade lace work down the front of it. And then it has a tie off at her neck. And... Just that sheer material all the way down, but she's lined it with that blue so it really pops. And it kind of looks like it might be just kind of like a thicker um, spaghetti strap kind of dress underneath. But the top has the sheer and then it comes down and it hits her at the ankles that she wore with like these fabulous silver pumps. And just very delicate silver earrings. Oh, melting. It was amazing. She looks so beautiful delicate and just she's a princess i cannot wait for that woman to become queen she'll be yeah i mean technically queen consort or whatever right right yeah she'll she'll be stunning i can't wait (laughs) we'll have to wait a while after king arthur (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i love it you know what else i love so it's raining a little bit and you know william pulls out a little umbrella with their top hat but (laughs) it just reminds me or it reminded me of how much i love the queen's umbrellas how she always has an umbrella that matches her outfit (laughs) i just think it's fun because people i want to have more events i mean it seems idiotic because i don't know when i would ever need an event that i'd need a really big hat Mm -hmm. but it's not just that people come with the hats it's the full ensemble how can you dress and make your hat fit in everybody and the thing is that there's almost seems to be kind of 
themes within the different areas of the dress code. So some of the people that were coming wear crazy outlandish hats, but they're all within, I would say, an elegant style because nobody comes dressed up super mad, but you'll see people with almost theme hats. Like there was a woman with pom-poms all over her head in this <laughs> amazing like hat, but just wearing like this pink elegant gown and one that almost had like what looks like a Chinese fan, but made out of feathers. And she like turned it and made it into a hat on her head and wore like an uh, Asian like dress of some sort. Um, it was really, really pretty. Um, I have some news that you will be happy about. I'm so excited. Tell me more. So Kate is going to a wedding and she was... She's going to wear the blue dress again. <laughs> no, you. You are Kate. Oh, I thought the other one. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to a wedding. (laughs) But she was asking me if I felt like a jumpsuit was appropriate for like a black tie wedding. I am. I'm going to a black tie wedding. Well, in 2017, the Royal Ascot said that jumpsuits are acceptable for the Royal Enclosure. Okay. Which I feel like means that they are fancy enough for a black tie They wedding. are ready for right? a black tie if, wedding. If they're allowed in the royal enclosure, that's true. you can wear them anywhere. That's, that's my theory. I love it. We're going to have to post some of these amazing pictures of people's hats. And people come in themes. Like, these are just crazy. Like, a woman came from, and she called it her high tea meets high fashion. And she had a hat that looked like a teacup that then had flowers that came out of a spout out of a kettle. So there is a teacup spurting out flowers, (laughs) teacup on your head as your hat. Just amazing. I don't know. Very, very interesting. Very exotic. It's almost like a, a fashion show for hat wear. Yeah. All within this short amount of time. Um, you know what I feel, I feel sad for, though? Be- I feel like Beatrice's outfit was, like, so similar to Kate. Yes, and it was, like, a shitty version. Like, like she bought it out of Macy's, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I feel like any other time, I'd be like, oh, she looks nice. She, she looks, looks cute. Yeah, you know? but it was too similar. And, yeah, and so I was like, oh, that's It's that's so sad. sad. I thought the really exact sad. same thing. It's, like... It's when you stand up two people next to each other and you know when somebody went designer and when somebody went to TJ Maxx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not to say, I mean, Leah and I are not rolling in dough. We're not being like, oh my gosh, Beatrice, you I mean, I'm sure so hers was a good designer. I'm I sure it was. It, just, it was just too similar to Kate's. The color and the... The same lace work was kind Mm -hmm. of there, but hers was so much heavier. Yeah. And it was just lace work and that heavy material. Kate's just had like this extra finesse and elegance because it was all really light. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't quite as much of the lace. And the lace that was there, it was a bit thinner, um, lighter hand on it. So it was really pretty. But you're right. The one I still, I think you nailed it on the head was Eugenie because everybody was wearing blue and then it like comes to her and she's wearing like this teal dress which I loved. Yeah, no, it was cute. It was just kind of like, but it's... so your cousins don't like you that much, right? Like, she missed the memo. you on this exchange. But I loved her hat because it almost had like these royal peacock feathers like kind of across the top. Yeah. Really pretty. Everybody looks stunning. It's just a great event and very playful. So we'll have to post some of the 
other people that obviously don't make it into the royal um give me the name sorry the royal area enclosure? enclosure thank you so like yes. cut off spot <laughs> yes we will post we'll post some of the photos. other ones because they're very fun yes um and yeah i guess that's all we got for you guys yeah today. we talked all about the royal week which is still going on i'm sure there's more things but we're gonna get this one posted for you and we have another exciting episode coming up for you yes and yeah, and we got right to the point this week, so I feel like we're good. All right, cool. Cool. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys. <laughs>